Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Church Builder Podcast. My name is Jody Early. I'm part of the team here at Church of the Redeemer, and I'm with my pastor, Pastor Del O'Shields. And we are continuing a discussion on discouragement and encouragement. Pastor Dell, great to have you here with us today. Thank you, Jody. It's great to be with everyone and uh, welcome to all the, the subscribers and those that are new to the podcast. Yes, we're so glad that you're tuning in with us today. And before we get into more of the encouragement side, I just want to take a moment and recap from last time as we were talking about discouragement and what is it and how what causes it. And could you give us a little bit of a recap from last time? Sure, yeah. I think discouragement is something that's very, very common. And all of us experience it from time to time. It's that feeling that we've just lost the spirit, the courage, the confidence inside of us to keep moving forward. And discouragement is the very thing that can take you out of the game of life and take you out of the experience of ministry that can keep you from giving your best and kind of lead you to a sort of a resignation place of sort of giving up in life. And it's something that everybody experiences. We talked about that last time, Jody, the the fact that many times you can look at someone that seems to be successful and everything's going well, and you can sort of uh, think that they never get discouraged, but there's not a single person that doesn't face it at times. Even Jesus himself, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he felt that moment of discouragement. Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. And Paul, the apostle, experienced it in his life. Elijah, the prophet, experienced it. Moses faced it, certainly, from time to time. David found his moments of discouragement, experienced those in life. Peter, uh, the apostles, so many examples of it. If that happened to them, it can happen to us and we need to be on guard for it. Yeah, we're in good company. Yeah, exactly we're right, exactly. Yes. Yeah, when we look at it, that's sort of helpful because it makes us not add extra pressure to ourselves that we're an extra failure, if you will, yeah. because we are experiencing, you No, know, everybody experiences at times. Yeah, don't get discouraged if you're experiencing discouragement. Exactly, don't let your discouragement add more discouragement yes. and your frustration and shame about it, do so. Yeah. And then uh, recap a little bit and tell us again, what, what are some, some causes of discouragement that you've identified? Yeah, I think when we, we, we find ourselves discouraged, I think uh, at least certainly more vulnerable to discouragement when we have had a, a failed project or something that we put a lot of hope in working and it didn't work or failures that we experience in our own life sort of can drag us down and sort of get the best of us and wrestle us to the ground psychologically. And I think also there are moments whenever we've lost things in life, lost relationships, we've lost a person, there's grief in us. Maybe we've lost people in our church that uh, we we loved and cared for. Mm-hmm. And just any kind of loss, you can go through all losses, fit lots of categories in life. But those moments when we're facing a loss, we can be pulled down to that place of, I don't know if I can keep going or not. I'm not sure if I can keep pressing forward. I think the other thing that uh, I, I certainly have experienced in times, and I believe we talked about it last time together as well, uh, Jody, is the whole thing of just waiting. You know, Whenever you've got a promise from God or you're waiting for something to materialize that you thought was going to materialize or you believed that was going to materialize and it hasn't come yet, yeah. and you're waiting and you're waiting and waiting, sort of like Joseph. And when he was 17, he gets that dream dream that he's going to be a ruler. And then he ends up going through these horrible set of circumstances. And it's 13 years later before he actually realizes that dream. But you know, 13 years is a long time to wait. And he had many opportunities to grow discouraged. So those are some of the things that I think make us more vulnerable. I think sometimes just life itself, Mm -hmm. life is hard. A lot of people don't realize or accept the reality that life is is really hard at times and just the weariness of life and the weariness of circumstances. These are things that affect us for Mm -hmm. sure. Yes, that's really good. 
And then what are some some symptoms again that we can be aware of in, in our own life and say, hey, maybe I am facing discouragement right now? Yeah, I think the first thing is to recognize negative cycles in your thinking. Your mind begins to be far more negative than positive. Your self-talk becomes more negative than positive. Your sense of expectation about the future becomes more negative than positive. When you begin to sense that spiral happening, your, your energies are being spent psychologically just to stay up above water, you know, just to kind of, I often think of it my own life. I find myself sort of treading water instead of swimming. I'm treading water, trying to keep my head above water. That's a sign that maybe I'm being weighed down by something that I need to think about and address. I think isolating yourself, when you begin to pull back from people and isolate yourself from relationships, that's a sign that something's going on inside of you. I'm talking about more than just maybe the introverted side of you. I'm talking about just when it's abnormal. And there's a difference between solitude and isolation. Solitude's a good thing, but isolation is not. I think those are patterns that happen to us that indicate that something's going on. Sometimes people get bitter. They start finding themselves cynical and bitter. That's a symptom of something else going on. And oftentimes that thing is discouragement. Mm, That is really good. And these have been very helpful. And hopefully there are many people that might even be thinking, whether it was last time or even today, thinking and identifying, you know, I am walking through this season of discouragement. So let's take the, the remainder of this podcast and how do we in our own lives and move from a place of discouragement to receiving encouragement in our own life. I think there are several things that are vital for this and they work at different times and different seasons of life. Certainly, uh, one of the things that can happen when you get discouraged that you can tend to not only pull away from people, but you can kind of pull away from God. Maybe not so much that you stop your Bible reading or your devotional time, but you're just doing it more out of ritual, yeah. more out of, okay, the motions. exactly, I'm checking this off. I'm not getting much out of it, but I'm gonna do it because I know it's the right thing to do. But I think it's extremely important that in those times of discouragement that we actually Actually press into God. I love the story of David when he was in a place called Ziklag and he came back after trying to go out to battle. He sent back and during that time, Ziklag, that place that he and his men were living in, had been raided and destroyed and all his, all the wives and children had been taken off, all the plunder had been taken off. And actually the Bible says there was such a low moment that David's men started talking about killing him, stoning him. Mm-hmm. And here's David, he's in this situation, he's all alone, but the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So he got a hold of promises from God. Somehow in the depths of this moment, when he's feeling this despair and this discouragement, he grabs hold of God and says, God, I don't know what this is all about, but I know that your promises are true. And so he encouraged himself. So that helps us. It's hard to do. I believe many of the Psalms were David encouraging himself in the Lord. When he would write things like, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. He's saying those things oftentimes in the midst of very adverse circumstances. But I am going to bless the Lord. I'm going to honor him. I will bless the Lord, oh my soul, all that is within me. And so encourage yourself. The second thing I would say is to build some people around you as much as possible that can provide encouragement in your life. And then let them know if you need to be encouraged. You know, yeah. Sometimes we're sort of waiting for someone to pick up on the fact that I need to be encouraged. But sometimes it just takes sitting down and saying, hey, you know, brother, brother Jody here, I want you to know I'm going through a tough time right now. Let's talk. Can I talk to you about that? Would you pray with me about it? And reaching out, the very thing you don't want to do is oftentimes the very thing you need to do to reach out and say, I need someone else in my life to encourage me. Sometimes what you need when you're discouraged 
God showed it to Elijah. You need a good nap. You need a good meal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, think yeah. about Elijah when he was discouraged and he went out into the desert and he's saying, God, I just want to die. And God says, here, what you really need, you need to go to sleep. Okay. And so he felt, he, he laid down and went to sleep. He woke up, God prepared a meal for him. And then God gave him a second nap and prepared a meal for him. Then he said, get going again. Sometimes we just get physically fatigued because we're physically fatigued. We become emotionally and psychologically vulnerable. And sometimes just a break from the normal, refreshing physically can help us even psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. You mentioned a moment ago, and that's actually the first time I've really heard something like that about the difference between isolation and solitude. And especially in our a busy world, this is the noise of our world and fast-paced life. And, and again, many pastors and ministry leaders who have a high demand on their life and just slowing down and, uh, and, and taking that time away to encourage themselves. And maybe even in, in your own life, what, if there's some things that, again, we've all agree that everyone experiences Absolutely. discouragement. Mm-hmm. What are some ways where you've moved from discouragement to encouragement? I think it's been probably in all the areas that I've described, just trying to fight the good fight of faith by encouraging myself with the promises of God's word. I don't mean to sound sort of just giving some kind of platitudes. That's really true. I mean, we the, the scriptures yeah. are given to us for our encouragement, mm-hmm. the Bible says. And so sometimes you just have to pull out your Bible or pull out your promise book and just read the promises of God out loud mm-hmm. and declare them to yourself and confess them to yourself and declare even with no one else around, I'm going to claim this promise for my life. And there's power in the proclaim and confessed word of God. It really does make a difference. It does pull us up. I think also, I didn't really think about this a moment ago, but it really is true in my own life. Sometimes the discouragement happens, the the symptom of discouragement is not isolation. Sometimes it's being too busy. Mm. Sometimes we try to hide our discouragement by filling our life up with activity, right? So I'm just doing this and doing that, doing something else. And I'm not giving myself any solitude time to recoup or to recover. And so on some occasions, it's been just knowing when you need to pull away and say, you know what, I need to back away here just for a moment for a season of time. And I think sometimes it involves backing away from things like social media. I think social media can discourage people, to Mm -hmm. be honest, okay? Mm -hmm. Because if you're looking at Instagram all the time and, and Facebook all the time, what you're seeing, as has often been said, you're seeing the, the highlight reel of everybody else's yes, life and yeah. you're comparing yourself with their life. And I haven't seen anybody, very very rarely do I see anyone posting something that's negative about themselves. Yes, it's always yes. the greatest vacation they've had, the greatest meal they've just experienced and the wonderful love they have with their spouse mm-hmm, that they never fight. Mm-hmm. And all these pictures are on Instagram and Facebook, but that's the highlight reel. And so we start comparing ourselves with that, maybe even unconsciously. We don't even know that yeah. we're but we're really comparing ourselves, but we are. And before long, it's taking a toll on us. Sometimes just fasting that part of your life mm-hmm. is a very, it can get you centered back again. Yes. And sometimes it's just, uh, again, just learning how to rest, how to pace your life and getting the people around you that are necessary. But all those things are, are valuable for us to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. And it is sometimes when we're looking for something uh, revolutionary or profound, but mm-hmm. it is just taking these fundamental basic things, uh, spending time with God, slowing down. I think there's really, really great reminders for us to put into practice. Can I say one more thing about that, Jody? I think it's also important. We've hit on it a little bit here in our conversation, but I think it's really, really important that when you're discouraged, 
to avoid shaming yourself for being discouraged, yeah, yeah. okay? Because all that does no good at all when you're like, okay, I'm discouraged. Now I'm ashamed of myself for being discouraged. I shouldn't be like this, mm-hmm. okay? And I think that adds so much pressure, especially to Christian leaders, because we, we always want to be up and we always are really other people are depending upon us. And so when we're fighting that battle, we tend to get become very hard on ourselves as well. And so I would just say to anyone that's discouraged, don't get discouraged by being discouraged. Yes. We mentioned it a moment ago. It's part of life. And I will tell you, it's going to get better, okay? It's going to get better. You are going to come out of this. This is a temporary thing and this too shall pass, okay? Mm-hmm. And so to realize I'm in a journey and even in the midst of this, I'm learning something. My character is growing. And so to not be so hard on yourself when you're battling these times. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So now let's switch gears a little bit and moving from discouragement to being encouraged. Really, it doesn't stop there, right? We Now we want to move to being an encourager and encouraging others and love just to hear, you know, how that we can help others. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the biggest ministries that any of us can have is the ministry of encouragement. I believe that that's one of the things that's that's really significantly missing in most Christian circles, the ability, the capacity, the willingness, the skill even to know how to be an encourager. And I'll emphasize that word skill because encouraging people really is not only an instruction we're giving, but it's Mm -hmm. a skill you have to develop. Okay, I may have the best intentions to want to encourage you, but how I go about it, is not the right way. Yeah, I've had people before in my life come up and say, I just want to encourage you. And they start on the conversation. By the time they're done, I'm more discouraged <laughs> than I was before they started. Like, yeah, yeah. Could you just be quiet? Okay, yes. I don't really need what you're saying right now. I know you're trying to encourage me, but actually what you're saying is bringing me further down. Mm. And so there's a skill related to being an encourager skills that I think we ought to learn. And then we ought to very vigorously employ because can you imagine, Jody, how much better our churches would be if everybody walked around encouraging one another and all of us felt more encouraged mm-hmm. than we do. Yeah, yeah, what a difference that, Absolutely. that would make. So share with us, what are some of those practical ways so we can develop that skill of encouraging? Yeah, one skill that's necessary is just to learn to pay attention to people, okay? People will give you signs if they're discouraged. And so you have to have your eyes open and awareness to people around just called emotion intelligence. It's mm-hmm. the ability to say, you know, you know, Jody doesn't seem quite right today. He seems like he's burdened by something. Now it may just be that you're busy or we don't want to read things in, but yeah. it might be just, hey Jody, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Not how you doing, Jody? Yeah. How are you doing? Anything yeah. I can pray with you about. So be aware of that, not intrusive into people's lives, but sensitive enough to where you can pick up when there's someone around you that might could use a word of encouragement. So kind of view yourself as a minister of encouragement through the Holy Spirit to find those targets every day where you can speak a word that'll make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And, and I think it's important to to not just be thinking about ourselves and, and need us to be more present when we're with people and picking up on those cues and different things like that. Yeah. And I also would say, I think it's important as well to when you're having these conversations or these moments when you're trying to encourage someone, I think it's critical to be empathetic with that person. The last thing that most of us need when we're discouraged is someone to preach at us, right? I don't need a sermon from you. I really don't need a sermon. Mm I need something that's going to, I want you to listen to me in such a way that you know what I'm really dealing with. And there's empathy related to that. And then practice what I would call the golden rule of encouragement. If I were facing what Jody is facing right now, what would 
I want to hear, mm-hmm. what would help me instead of just going off on my own idea of what I think you need to hear. Yeah. Trying to fix them. It, yeah. Fix them, exactly right. right. Preach at them, kind of come at them from a sort of a superior, inferior mm-hmm. standpoint. Mm-hmm. What's the golden rule? The golden rule is doing to others as you would have them to do to you. And so if I'm talking to you and you're in discouraged, I want to find out, let me listen to you. Let me get the empathetic moment, uh, even as Jesus is referred to in Hebrews 4 as the high priest who ha- can empathize with our weakness. That's the ministry we want to have. And then speak to them in ways that will help them to feel as though they've been heard and the words will touch the essence of what's going on in their life. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And I, I think even just being present sometimes, not even... yes saying anything, you're just Absolutely. being there, listening and putting an arm around. Because sometimes you don't know what to say. You don't know what to and say. And you feel like you're supposed to say something, but... And you're not always supposed to say anything. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you might just say something like, you know what, I'm with you. I got your back. I'm your friend, okay? Yeah. It's been said that a true friend is someone who walks into your world when everybody else walks out. Mm. And so sometimes what someone needs is just to know, you know what, I'm a friend to you. I'm going to be there with you. And that they're just the presence. I think about people who are going through maybe the loss of a loved one and and you show up at their house or you, you encounter them. And often we don't know what to say, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. awkward. They're dealing with a loss, but we don't know what to say. Well, sometimes you don't even need to say anything other than I'm here with you. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. Let me be a part of your life and just your presence makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you would add uh, practical skills of, of encouraging? I would say also, Jody, that's extremely important when you're trying to encourage others. You don't want to be a preacher and then you don't want to try to be their counselor. Mm. That's a separate aspect of ministry. Yeah, do yeah. we need to be taught and preached to at times? Yes, but yes. there's a context for that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we need counseling at times? Yep, mm-hmm. but there's a context for yeah. that. Okay. And so friends don't go into a situation with a role. Mm. They go into it as a friend, okay? Yeah. I don't encourage you because I have a role and my role is to encourage you. I encourage you because I love you, okay? Yes. I encourage you because I'm your friend. I encourage you because I'm your brother. I'm not here to be your counselor unless you specifically ask me for counseling. I'm certainly not here to give you a sermon unless you ask me for a sermon, but I am here to be your friend. I think a lot of times we think that we have to try to dig into the roots of things and get people's problems solved for them. You don't need to be their problem solver. You need to be a friend that is sticking close to them. We think of Jesus as a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Well, that's the kind of ministry that we want to have with people. So I think the biggest mistakes that we make is not paying attention to people. We're going about our life. We're concerned about our issues. We don't think about what's going on with other people so we don't engage them. I think uh, the second biggest problem that we have is that when we engage them, we don't think about what they really need. We Mm -hmm. think about what I can give them. It might be a preaching to them, a message we want to give them, or some kind of even condemnation at times will bring to people without even realizing it or try to fix their problems. They don't need that. They need just someone that says, I love you. You're going to make it. I'm here with you. How can I pray with you? How can I stand with you? I want. I am your brother. I'm standing side by side with you. I'm your sister. I'm standing side by side with you to get you through whatever you're facing right now. You are not alone. God sent me to be with you to help you know that you are not alone in this struggle. I think when we encourage other people like that, I say one more thing. Find things that people are doing well and that people are succeeding in and remind them of it. Mm -hmm. Because when you're discouraged, your focus is on what you're not doing well. 
So you can come beside someone and say, you know, Jody, I just want you to know that I watched you the other day and I was so impressed by how you handled this situation. I'm so impressed by how you did this. I was touched by whatever it was that I saw of good in your life. I think building up is a part of encouragement, finding the positive things and reminding people of things that they're doing well. We're often reminded of the things we're not doing so well. If if others don't remind us, we remind ourselves, don't we? Yeah, we do. And so we have to come along and encourage and put strength into people's lives. Excellent. Well, Pastor Dell, thank you so much for sharing today. And just as we close, I just maybe just provide an opportunity. Maybe there's someone who's listening right now and facing discouragement. Do you have any just closing thoughts that you would want to speak into their life? Yeah, I would like to pray for them. I think it'd be good to pray today, Jody, if we could just for a moment. And I believe, I know that God wants you to be encouraged. And I know the devil wants to discourage you. I can say that to everybody listening, to all of us. But we want to ask God today to bring fresh encouragement to someone who's maybe about to give up, about to throw in the towel, about to say it's over for me. And whoever you are today, I want you to know that God sent you this message today to remind you that there's a future and there's a hope for you. So if we can just pray together for a moment. Father, I thank you for every person today, Lord God, who's listening to this uh, podcast. I thank you that you love them. I thank you, Lord, that you're not done with them. You have something for their future. Your word says that you promised us a future and a hope. Your plan is not to harm us, but to bring good to us. And I pray, Lord, that this would be the turning point moment for someone who's battling deep discouragement, that this this will be their moment that will turn the tide for them, for their future, for the days to come. So I speak encouragement into the hearts and lives of everyone listening today. We thank you for that power that comes by the Holy Spirit, who is our advocate, our, our paraclete, the one who encourages lives. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Dell, and thank you to everyone that was listening today. And we want to encourage you to subscribe if you haven't already. And if today's episode was a blessing to you, be sure and pass it along, share. You can even leave us reviews online as well. We would appreciate that to let us know how this has been a blessing to you. Thank you again, and join us next time for our Church Builder Podcast.